section four of the central period of the middle age nine eighteen to twelve seventy three by beatrice a lees this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter two the transference of the empire from the saxons to the salians ten o two to ten fifty six part one with otto the third ended the direct male line of the saxon house and germany was exposed to the dangers of a disputed succession the three chief candidates for the vacant throne were henry duke of bavaria son of henry the quarrelsome like otto the third a great-grandson of henry the fowler eckhart of meissen and hermann duke of schwabia though henry had hereditary right on his side eckhart had served his country well and the hereditary principle of succession was not as yet generally accepted henry on the other hand was supported by the bavarians and by archbishop villigis of mainz and when eckhart of meissen was murdered by his private enemies the comparatively weak opposition of hermann of schwabia was easily overcome on the second of june ten o two henry the second was anointed and crowned at mainz by archbishop villigis the saxons did homage to him at merseburg and the men of lorraine at aachen before the end of the year he was undisputed king of germany but old tribal distinctions revived when each duchy in turn acknowledged the new king and henry only won general recognition by lavish promises and concessions to his subjects it was said by a contemporary of otto the third that he had attempted a great but impossible task to restore the roman empire to its ancient glory with the accession of henry the second a practical man of action replaced a dreamer and idealist on the german throne far-reaching imperial schemes were abandoned but less ambitious projects were carried out successfully if henry the second aimed lower than otto the third he hit the mark more frequently the fruits of otto's policy were at once seen in the rise of a formidable slav power on the eastern german frontier where the duchy of poland was rapidly developing under the able rule of boleslav Shadobri, who in the hope of founding an independent kingdom had made himself master of bohemia and had formed alliances with the discontented german nobles though in ten o five henry the second won back bohemia and forced the proud polish duke to acknowledge the german overlordship two years later boleslav again revolted and only in ten thirteen consented to make terms with the king even then he did not keep his promises and in ten fifteen war was renewed to be ended in 1018 by the peace of bautzen by which boleslav gained the march of lausitz but remained a vassal of the german crown meanwhile italy also seemed about to break the german connection and to form an independent state under ardouin marquis of ivria who was recognized as king by the lombard nobles early in 1002 when however in 1004 henry the second entered pavia many of the bishops and nobles rallied to him and chose him king and he received the crown from the archbishop of milan 
if he could have remained in italy he might have established his authority but he was recalled to germany and in his absence ardouin regained his influence in lombardy and john crescentius the destroyer of the apostolic see ruled as patrician in rome where three popes in succession bowed before his power when crescentius died in ten twelve benedict the eighth a member of the rival house of tusculum became pope the crescentian party appointed an antipope and both appealed to henry the second he espoused the cause of benedict the eighth came down into italy received ardouin's submission and on february fourteenth ten thirteen was anointed and crowned emperor at rome a rising of the turbulent romans followed the coronation and when the emperor left italy ardouin rebelled and had once more to be subdued in ten twenty one henry the second visited italy for the third time the southern provinces were distracted by saracen invasions and revolts against the greek dominion while already the normans the future conquerors of the south had appeared in the peninsula early in ten twenty two the imperial army marched south in three divisions led by the archbishop of cologne the patriarch of aquileia and henry himself accompanied by pope benedict the eighth the princes of capua salerno and naples submitted and the town of troia was taken from the greeks then heat and increasing sickness among the troops compelled henry to retreat he returned to germany never to see italy again in july ten twenty four shortly after the death of pope benedict the eighth the emperor also ended his laborious life and was buried in the cathedral of bamberg the new bishopric which he had founded in franconia his last years were occupied with questions of church reform and later legends have transformed the stern cautious statesman into a lame and sickly devotee a mere king of the priests while in the twelfth century he and his pious queen cunegund were formerly canonized as saints of the roman church a truer picture of the last saxon emperor is found in a contemporary drawing which shows henry the second enthroned and crowned with orb and sceptre supported by two ecclesiastics on the right side and by two warriors on the left as if he held the balance between church and state while figures representing the nations of europe rome gaul germany and sclavinia the land of the slavs approach him with awe and offer him gifts though a deeply religious man he did not scruple to use the church for political ends to check and balance the threatening power of the lay nobles his first thought and care was for germany and for the maintenance of german supremacy in europe otto the third's seal bore the motto renewal of the empire of the romans renovatio imperii romanorum henry the second seal was it is said inscribed with the words renewal of the kingdom of the franks renovatio regni francorum he restored peace to his people he held together the restless provinces of his vast empire and he handed on to his successors unimpaired and even consolidated the imperial heritage of the ottos on the death of the childless henry the second the german prelates and nobles met at Kamba on the rhine to elect a new king 
the choice fell on the franconian conrad a great-grandson of conrad the red and liutgard daughter of otto conrad the second the salic ten twenty four to ten thirty nine was a man of tried courage and experience his wife was gisela the beautiful and wealthy daughter of hermann duke of Schwabia. he had the support of aribo archbishop of mainz and of the majority of the magnates only the archbishop of cologne and the dukes of upper and lower lorraine stood aloof he was crowned at mainz on september eighth ten twenty four amidst the acclamations of the people they could not have rejoiced more wrote conrad's biographer if charles the great had come amongst them the archbishop of cologne now submitted and conrad and gisela entered aachen in triumph thus the crown of germany passed from the saxons back to the franks yet the change of dynasty did not carry with it a change of policy conrad the second was no mere king of the barons content to be only a little more powerful than the great nobles who thought themselves his equals he had a high conception of the royal and imperial office and was so worthy a successor of the first frankish emperor that the saying became current charles the great's stirrups hang from conrad's saddle his first thought was to win the imperial crown a dangerous conspiracy of the dukes of lorraine the king's stepson ernest of schwabia his cousin the younger conrad who had competed with him for the throne and king robert of france was discovered and defeated a treaty with canute king of england and denmark secured the northern frontier and early in ten twenty six conrad the second crossed the alps and was crowned king of italy at milan by archbishop arabert who in ten twenty five had come to germany to implore the king to intervene in italian affairs after henry the second's death pavia revolted and the lombard nobles offered the crown of italy first to the french king and then to the son of the powerful duke william of aquitaine but the bishops stood firm in their allegiance and the king's personal energy carried all before it one by one the nobles and cities submitted and on march twenty sixth ten twenty seven the pope crowned conrad the second emperor at rome in the presence of two kings rudolf the third of burgundy and canute of england the papacy had shaken off the crescentian tyranny only to become the hereditary possession of the counts of tusculum benedict the eighth had been succeeded by his brother john the nineteenth senator of all the romans a layman who was ordained in order to become pope at first inclined toward an alliance with the eastern emperor he finally decided to maintain friendly relations with germany the lombard princes of benevento capua and salerno also who had been negotiating with the greeks made their peace with conrad when after his coronation he visited the southern provinces having thus confirmed peace throughout italy the emperor returned to germany to find ernest of schwabia and his adherents in open revolt only the refusal of the schwabian vassals to follow their duke against their liege lord the king enabled conrad to stamp out the rebellion when ernest of schwabia continued unruly he was outlawed and fled to the black forest where in ten thirty he was slain by a band of royal vassals with his death internal peace was restored to the german kingdom 
in 1028 the fifth year of conrad's reign his power seemed to reach its height with the coronation at aachen of his little son henry as king of germany yet five years of intermittent warfare with hungary and poland were to follow before in 1033 the warlike polish duke miesko son of boleslav Shirobri, who claimed to be a king was forced to own conrad's supremacy and to receive his duchy shorn of its western territory to be held as a fief of the german crown peace had been made with hungary in 1031 and while the german overlordship was thus reasserted on the eastern frontier a new kingdom was added in the southwest to the roman empire of the german nation rudolf the third the childless king of burgundy had promised the succession to his dominions to henry the second his sister's son he renewed the treaty with conrad the second whose wife gisela was his niece and when he died in ten thirty two conrad claimed the kingdom odo count of champagne another of rudolph's nephews opposed him and found support in the lower or french portions of burgundy conrad strengthened himself by an alliance with henry i the new king of france and in ten thirty three he was elected and crowned king of burgundy though he was very generally accepted in german burgundy the struggle with odo of champagne continued till ten thirty four when the french districts at last yielded and conrad wore the burgundian crown in state at geneva and received the homage of the nobles the acquisition of burgundy the most important passage land of europe gave germany the command of the rhone valley and the western alpine passes it thus secured the italian frontier and placed a buffer state between germany and france while it assured the ascendancy of the german race in europe the first five years of conrad the second's reign were spent in establishing his dynasty in the next five years he had consolidated and extended his empire his last five years saw him engaged in the assertion of the superiority of the temporal over the spiritual power the papacy reached its lowest pitch of humiliation when on the death of john the nineteenth in ten thirty three his nephew benedict the ninth a boy of twelve years became pope aribert archbishop of milan had long aimed at building up a great ecclesiastical power in northern italy with milan as its centre in the weakness of the papacy he saw his opportunity but so oppressive was his rule that the lesser nobles rebelled against him and lombardy was once more a scene of civil strife in ten thirty seven the emperor came down into italy for the second time and held a council at pavia when aribert bore himself arrogantly and refused to obey the king's commands conrad imprisoned him without a trial he escaped fled to milan and roused all his followers against the emperor conrad now won over the lesser nobles by a famous edict which made their fiefs hereditary he also declared the archbishop deposed while benedict the ninth excommunicated him aribert defied both pope and emperor from his strongly fortified city of milan and the struggle was still undecided when in ten thirty eight conrad the second returned to germany to die in the following year at utrecht he did so much in so short a time wrote the historian of the reign that none can doubt that since the days of charles the great no worthier monarch 
has sat upon the royal throne. End of section four.